0: Welcome to Totalis Rankium. This week, Alexander. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperors Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. Ranking all the Roman Emperors
1: from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 27. Alexander. <laughs> And Jamie's mouthing along with me. Sorry. Not off-putting
0: at all. Right, right, yeah. Yeah we, Alexand- yeah, we were Alexander. just saying before the lesson... lesson, oh God. <laughs> You're still at work. <laughs> I <know>. am. <laughs> uh, before the episode started, uh, it's a very regular, bog-standard, boring name. Yeah, it is. Alexander. He's known as
1: Alexander Severus, but we're just going to call him Alexander.
0: Yeah, or Xander, we're called. Yeah,
1: because Alexander Severus is quite hard to fit on a card. We're getting to his name, but let me just point out, this is the last of the Severans. Oh Yeah, and here we are, sitting in the dark. We are. It's, the clocks have changed here. Yes. Int
0: UK, and uh, it's all dark now. It is, it's, it's only, what, it's half past five. I know, it's
1: really sad. But I do like the symmetry, that in the height of summer, I was researching about the golden ages of Rome. Yeah. And as soon as the crisis hits, it's now dark. Ooh, That's poetic. Nice. It's good,
0: isn't it? That's nice, yeah. yeah I like that. like that.
1: Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah. So, should we go into it? Let's do it. Let's yeah. Oh, but particles. I didn't know, little fat for you, Ooh. I thought we were one of the only countries that did daylight saving. I think it's one other, isn't there? Isn't no, there? no, there's loads. Almost oh, there. every country that is north and south for the equator does it.
0: I did not know that every country is north or south of the equator, I as in mean, all not, of them, not
1: on the equator. Yeah. Oh, on with where you. Well, obviously, Am yeah, got season changes. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I guess the more north you go, the more effect it would have. Yeah. Because the yeah. tilt. Yeah. Or south. Or so, yeah. But yeah. Well, Ma- that's, that's north could do but it. the other way. It's just keep going north. And sure Australia does it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I do not realize this. If you're from Australia, let us know. Yeah. What time is it there? Where you are?
1: Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Work it out when you're listening to.
0: Yeah. Anyway, right. Okay,
1: let's do it. Let's let's jump in. Alexander was born in two o eight on the 1st of October. That's quite close to us. Mm, Are we no, on? not no, really. No, it's Yeah, ago. it's a month ago. No. I did that flash through my head when I said it. No, mm. no, a month and two days ago. His name was Marcus Julius Gesius Bassianus Alexianus. Or Alexianus, probably.
0: Alexianus.
1: Or Alexianus, which some people say because they don't like saying anus, but... <laughs> It's Anus. So. Um, and he was known as Alexianus for uh, right up until he was adopted by Elagabalus. So I'm jumping okay. ahead a bit here. But remember, he was um, adopted so he could be Caesar. He was
0: his friend, yes. It's like younger cousin.
1: Yeah. Younger cousin. Yeah. 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 And that's when he changed his name to Alexander. But we're just going to call him Alexander. Fair enough. All the way through. All right. <laughs> his father was Marcus Julius Gesius Marcianus. And he married into the Severin family uh, around 200 by marrying Julia M. Ah, Mesa? No, Julia oh. M is what we've been calling Julia Mamia. I Mamia, mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah, now, we're going to stop calling her Julia M for today, mm. and we're going to start calling her Julia Mamia, because we've only got two Julias left, and they both have the surname M. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. So we've got Julia Mesa, grandmother. Yes.
0: And Julia Mamia, that's Alexander's mum. Well, we were lucky, when we? When we went to London, we actually saw the bust of Julian Mania. Mania. Yes, yeah, we, actually we did.
1: Yeah, it's right in the entrance of the British History Museum. If you look to your right, there she is, staring right at you. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. And it' got a photograph of you with Severus as well. Yes, yeah. It was a good trip, though. It, it was a great trip. Yeah, we went down to London. We saw all the busts. That cheered you up. Yes. It did. We, we were very serious <laughs> going around the museum. And oh. We didn't try and line our heads up with with half-headed busts definitely get our heads in shot. No. That would be silly. Of course it would. Yeah. We didn't do that. No. Anyway. (laughs) We'll put the pictures up on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got mum, Julia Mamia, and you've got dad, Julius, and they had two children, possibly three. It's assumed if they did have an older son, then he died early. All right. But they had Alexander and his sister, Theoclia. Theoc... Yeah. If I'm pronouncing that. Do I need to you write know, her where... down or does she die suddenly? Um, write her down. All
0: right.
1: Or maybe just her initials. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander and his sister enjoyed being the children within the Savarin family.
0: Of they, they
1: would. Yeah, it was an easy childhood for them. Yeah. When they were young, around four or five, their relative, so who's not a real uncle, but they probably called him uncle, Uncle Caracalla came to visit.
0: Yay! Yay!
1: Yeah, Caracalla comes <laughs> along. Cherish
0: your swords! <laughs> oh, Mrs. Dabby!
1: Caracalla comes along to Antioch, and as far as we can tell, Alexander's family lived in Antioch with Caracalla when Caracalla was there. Right, okay. It's quite hard to get the movements here, but we yeah. think they're in Antioch then. You do Right, up until they were about ten, they would have lived a brilliant life. It would have been great, because it was, they were rich, they were powerful, but no one was gunning
0: for them, because they weren't in the, the limelight so they were like the... You know in our country we get... The, they're like the duke or the lords at the side of the yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. Like wealthy, well off. Yeah. But everyone still hates you, really. Come the
1: revolution, it's definitely the Queen's head going first. Whereas... Yeah, you're like 20th down the line. So yeah, so. exactly. All right. Yeah. So um, then, Caracalla dies. He does. Yeah. And that's when things start to go a bit crazy for the family. Macrinus, showing clemency, allowed Julia Domna that's Caracalla's mother, mm-hmm. remember, to remain in Antioch, but soon the Severn family started to plot against the usurper. Macrinus found out, if you remember, and then yeah. banished them from the Antioch. Yes. So this is now Alexander's family and Elagabalus' family banished. Banished. Banished, yes. And Julia Domna dies yet again. That's about the fifth time she's died she now. She starved herself, didn't she? She did starve herself, yes. Uh... Rather than face the humiliation... So Julia Mesa, that's Julia Domina's sister, yeah. and Alexander's grandmother, took over the family. She became the matriarch. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Around this time, and we don't know the details, but Macrinus ordered that Alexander's father be killed.
0: Oh, Marcus Julius.
1: Yes. Now, I didn't find this when I was researching Macrinus. This is something I've just found out. So. Did I'm... you make it up? No, no, honestly, I did find out. Not only does his dad die, his sister somehow ends up being killed at this time as well. Theolodic. Vilokia. Yes. <laughs> so we. Oh, I'm not sh- really sure how they die, but Macrinus kills them both. Oh. Yeah, that's a bit Bit sad, isn't I it? How do you think they died? Um, I think strapped to a table, circular saw. Oh!
0: Yeah. I like it. I think Macrinus went all out on that one. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't think I'll beat that. That's, I like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something with dynamite, but they probably didn't have dynamite. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> Or circular saws, but we'll gloss past that. Yeah, that's fine. Well, maybe not
1: circular saws, maybe just... A saw pulled by horses. One yeah. goes one, way, one goes the other, spins it. Or just a slave and a sharp object. Oh. <laughs> that's just back to stabby stabby, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Choppy choppy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they die. Alexander's Anders probably not too pleased, but don't forget he is quite young at this point. He's around ten years old. So they flee to a messer. Severans continue to plot Julia Mesa and Julia S. That's Ella Caballus' mum. Yep. Along with Gannys, the eunuch tutor slash commander. Yeah. They came up with that plot to put Alexander's cousin on the phone. On the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no, on the throne that they didn't actually have. Alexander, as I said, being ten at the time, probably had very little concept of what was going on, apart from the fact he'd lost all his toys. <laughs> yeah. He probably wasn't too pleased. He's just sulking this entire time. Yeah. I want to play. Your father's just died. I want (laughs) to (laughs) play. However, what he would have heard was that his cousin had beaten his rival and been made emperor. And he would have started heading off to Rome. Just following everyone. Yeah. Yay. More toys. More toys. Off to Rome. So, during his time in Rome... Alexander was kept away from his cousin and his extravagances mm-hmm. by his mother Julia Mamia, as you Good, probably in the stack. Good,
0: that's good parenting. Yeah, you you just would, wouldn't
1: you? Oh yeah. So what, what should we do today? Let's keep us far away from <laughs> Elagabalus as humanly possible. I, I saw his trophy room
0: and it's a statue room.
1: <laughs> awesome. Impressive the sizes of the statues. <laughs> yeah. So he made sure that he received a decent education, and wasn't lured into the vices that could easily trap a young aristocrat. Within a couple of years of his cousin Elagabas' rule, it became obvious to Alexander's grandmother, Julia Mesa, yeah. that things had to change. <clears throat> yeah, that's when she's starting to say, make
0: us, make a Caesar, quick.
1: Yeah. So, Mesa approaches her daughter, and the two start a plot. Where they sat in the room cackling for a while. Yeah. They start to plot against their own daughter-slash-sister. Yes. To overthrow her. Now on to the death of Elagabalus. Alexander was told one day that he was going to be Caesar. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, he was probably about 12 at this time. What he made of this, we have no idea. He was said to be serious and studious, so we can assume maybe he took it quite seriously.
0: I think prepubescent
1: indifference.
0: (laughs) Meh. or just
1: nobody loves me and then storms yeah. on. what are you <laughs> <of>? <laughs> yeah maybe it's like that yeah. so he followed his mother's lead and would happily go and visit the Praetorian camp to meet all those big soldiers they quite often went there well, yeah you would Yeah. Do they drop off lots of money? Occasionally, they were holding heavy bags, and (laughs) these big strapping soldiers were more than happy to help them carry those big bags. Yeah. Mummy,
0: why is there a wheelbarrow full of gold behind us?
1: (laughs) Don't let your auntie know. (laughs) Yeah. So, Elagabalus, after agreeing to make his cousin Caesar, soon became suspicious that Alexander was becoming more popular than him. Ooh, probably by the way that every time he walked past a soldier, they hissed every time Alexander walked past, they went, yeah, go Alexander. Go Xander. Yeah. The penny started to drop. Yeah. Eventually, he decides to test the loyalty of his troops, if you remember, by stripping (laughs) Alexander of his titles and declaring (laughs) him dead, (laughs) which still is just such a stupid thing to do. The soldiers were in tears, weren't they, because of it? They, they weren't best pleased, let's oh, put it that way. <laughs> How could you kill him? We love him and his bowels of gold.
0: Where are we going to get our money from? Yeah. Let's put a deposit down on our house.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeff, so I
0: bought a new golden sword,
1: <laughs> just like my dad. <laughs> yeah, to remind me of my father. <laughs> yeah. So, presumably, Alexander heard of this rumour that he was dead. No, I'm
0: not. <laughs> yeah. you had an existential crisis. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Have you heard? Alexander's dead. I am Alexander. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no. Maybe he just had to go lie down in a field somewhere.
1: Oh. let <laughs> to go
0: and die, then. There is a condition where you believe you're dead and you're yes, a ghost. Yes, there is. Do you yeah. think you went through that? Probably did. Ooh. That's how I not seeing him for the rest of the episode. I'm sorry. He, <laughs> just he walking thinks he's a ghost. Thinking he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> just, Alexander, stop walking to the wall. You can't see me. <laughs> Alexander, stop. Stop, no, just put the sheet down. Alexand- <laughs> oh you cut eye holes in it. Oh, goodness me. You ruin your bed sheet. It's your best one. It's Egyptian cotton.
1: <laughs> yeah. The next thing he would have known after being told firmly by his mother that he's not dead um, was <laughs> his cousin ordering him to attend. Now, well, that's not going to be good, is it? Not, well, I'm, I'm not dead oh now my cousin wants to see me the one that's just said I'm dead I think he's been confident though
0: because he thinks he is oh exactly he can't hurt you he go up yeah. I want him
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. he must have been relieved when he arrived because his whole family was there and it wasn't just him and a man with a sharp sword And as a family, they went to the Praetorian camp, and the soldiers greeted Alexander with cheering and joy. Yay. It's unlikely that Alexander would have known the full extent of his grandmother and mother's influence here. He probably thought, Oh, they all love me. I'm awesome. (laughs) I'm awesome. They like ghosts. It's fine. (laughs) Yes, a big fan of ghosts, especially ones that clink. I'm (laughs) clinking a lot. (laughs) Oh, my pockets are full of gold again. Why does this keep happening?
0: Throw the money! <laughs>
1: yeah. So the soldiers were really happy to see him. They weren't happy to see Aligabalus, as you remember from last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Possibly to Alexander's horror, maybe to his delight, who knows. He witnessed his mother and his auntie start to fight. Ooh. And then, Elagabalus ordering that any soldier not paying attention to him would be executed right now, stamp a foot. Yeah. And then he saw his cousin and his auntie chased into a latrine and then decapitated. not a fun day no but every cloud and that he's now the emperor (laughs) yeah I guess yeah he goes back to the palace with his mother the sound of the soldier's declaration ringing in his ears he is 13 he is the youngest ever emperor and the deadest (laughs) The deadest emperor. The most ghostly emperor. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. Oh, we we might have another one that young for ages, I'm sure. Uh, He's only 13? Only 13. That's ridiculous. That's what he is. Die at such a young age. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so as emperor, the Senate were overjoyed at the news that Elagabalus was dead, and they hailed Alexander with enthusiasm, ignoring all the talcum powder in his hair. Get that sheet off. The Senate declared that he should have the title The Great, Ooh. So he oh. would be Alexander Ooh. the Great. Oh, dear. Which he turned down.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, and we don't know whether that was more his mum or his grandmother yeah. turning down. Don't you dare. No, don't. Don't. Just don't. am I your cousin. I'm, I'm all for building up your confidence and everything, but you're really not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> average at best. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Alexander the Distinctly Average? Yes. <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> right. Stop bumping into the wall. <laughs> over the door. So, mother and grandmother continued to support the boys' education, making sure they'd got the best shooters and training, and at the same time, keeping all those hangers on that just arrive at court, all those sycophants, just making sure they stay away, basically. Yeah. So he's not tempted to go down the path that Elagabalus went down. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Looking all right so far, isn't it? Oh, dear. All of Elagabalus' followers were systematically removed from the palace, and all his laws were undone. No, I don't know how they were removed. I'd like to think a leg and an arm kind of yeah. swinging. <laughs> <laughs> One, out, two, yeah. three. <laughs> Whee! I could have walked out. <laughs> no, nope, lie down. Yeah, so they get rid of all the sycophants. So court life now is, is full of relatively sane people. At least that's the plan. <laughs> the <laughs> stone cone.
0: Remember the stone cone? Yes, the meteorite thing.
1: Yeah, the mystical stone cone was returned to Syria, which I'm sure pleased all the followers back in Syria. Um And the Vestal artefacts were returned to the Vestal Ooh, temple. That's good. Yeah. I couldn't find anything about it, but I doubt very much that they return that dowry to Carthage, however. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we give this back to... Shh. Just shh. There's no one from Carthage around. No one's asking for it. we just stay quiet. Yeah, it's fine. Just tell you what, keep it in that drawer. Don't spend it for six months, and if no one's asked for it, go for it. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. and just hear the clink of the lock yeah. and the guard standing next to it yeah. so yeah. A nice rainy day fun <laughs> <Thunder. There. laughs> yeah. shortly after becoming the emperor Julia Mesa dies No, she's, she's gone she's been in loads of episodes she's been in loads, her and her sister have essentially ruled the empire since Severus's death oh. apart from the Deffy blip of Caracalla. Granny's dead. Granny is dead. She was 59. We don't really have the details.
0: (sighs) I was written way older than that. No, no, she's fairly
1: young. Yeah, but back then. Common for people to die. So that leaves Alexander under the wing of just his mother, Julia Mamia. As Herodian says, Mamia kept the palace under close guard and allowed no one suspected of debauchery to approach the youth. She was afraid that his character would be corrupted if his flatterers aroused his growing appetites to disgraceful desires. (laughs) Yeah, Elagabalus was quite often aroused by growing appetites. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Massive appetite. <laughs> also wanted to make sure Alexander <laughs> didn't go down that path. Yeah. <laughs> However, Julia Mesa does one thing just before she dies on her deathbed. I'm making this bit up. Oh. <laughs> but I, this is how I imagine it. On her yeah. deathbed, she goes, one last thing, like a Columbo, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh! <laughs> <clears throat> She what? dies, lies still for five minutes, and then just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. Create a group of 16 senators to oversee the running of the empire until he's learnt the ways of the trade. Yeah? Got it? <laughs> and then she died. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. So that's what happens. So they do. They create a group. We call this the group of 16, or at least I do. Hmm. Um, the What do you call it? The... Council of 16. That's Council better than a group of 16, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um... Pride of 16. Could call them a pride. Collective now School. for senators. School of senators. Yeah, it works quite well. It's lots of robes. A flap of senators. <laughs> <laughs> a robe of senators. A robe of senators. Yeah, there okay. So a robe of 16 senators were put together. And these were the most respected of their class. Yeah. The senators, as you can imagine, were overjoyed at this. yeah. They're essentially being put in charge. Brilliant. Yeah, this is great. For the first time in ages, the Senate actually had a real say in the government. And due to the council and his mother, the empire was actually being ruled well.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes.
1: <laughs> We've not seen this in a while, have no, we? No, <laughs> we have not. Yeah. In particular, one of these um, senators was a man called Ulpian. He was considered top dog. Ulpian. Oh. Ol- Orpian. Yeah. He was lawyer, senator, orator, he was generally all-round... Tinker Tailor. Yeah. He, he did it all and he did it well, he was well-respected, everyone loved him. Yeah. Apart from Elagabalus, he hated him. Wow. Well,
0: he would. Yeah.
1: Obviously, his advantage wasn't up to scratch. No. But in all other areas, Ulpun apparently was a good. pretty good guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, he'd served under Severus all right. and Caracalla. Both thought he was really good. As I said, Alagabalus didn't like him. He was a bit too straight-laced, so he got rid of him. But as soon as Alagabalus was dead, back he comes. Yay. And Alexander makes him Praetorian Prefect as well. So not only is he ruling this council, he's Praetorian Prefect. However, there are two Praetorian Prefects there already.
0: We can't have a triad.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit awkward, especially since... You can't even argue, well, these are Elagabalus's creatures. Well, I suppose they were in a way, but they're also the Praetorian prefects that backed Alexander's new elevation. Mm. A little bit of a problem there. Just call it
0: restructuring. (laughs) We're just having a restructuring. Level three of you, it's fine. Don't worry, your job's perfectly secure. And we're going to change some of the job titles
1: as well. It's still the same role. Yeah, of course it is. When you were called a Praetorian Prefect, well, Orpian's still going to be called the Praetorian Prefect. Mm. You're going to be called unemployed. Yeah. That's it. It's But, I mean, good news. (laughs) You don't need to work as much.
0: Yeah. Or indeed at all. Consider it an extra long holiday. Yeah. Um, We won't be paying you, however. Nope. Goodbye. And please return your armor and your weapons.
1: <laughs> yeah. They didn't. Instead they led a revolt. Oh. Dear. They were not too happy. But this was quickly squashed by Opian, and uh, the two revolters were executed. Ooh. Job done. Nice. So there we go. We have one Praetorian Prefect. Ooh. Instead of Ooh, two. Oh dear. Mm. That didn't bow well last time. Didn't did bow down well last time. Let's see how it goes this time. <laughs> Julia Mace No, she's dead. <laughs> probably haunting the palace with Alexander. Julia Mamia <laughs> was at first jealous of this old man dominating her son. Yeah. But apparently his charms were so great that he won her over, and uh, all was good in the Imperial Palace. That's good. So you've got wise old Orpian, you've yeah. got sensible mom, and you've got young emperor learning the ways. Isn't everything nice? Yeah. If you look in my notes, it says,
0: <gasps> However...
1: And Dot, dot, start. Yeah. Alexander arranged to be married to Celestia Orbiana. Celestia. They're both 16 at this point. We're in 225. The marriage was seen as a necessity to keep the Severan line going. Yeah. Because this is yeah. it. The book is stopping with Alexander at the moment. Unless he produces the heir, no more Severans. This doesn't work, does it? Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they get married, but Alexander's mother was a little bit wary of letting another woman into her son's life.
0: Oh, she's one of those mums, isn't she? Oh,
1: yes, she is. She is. Yeah. Um, It seemed to start off fairly well. In fact, to everyone's delight, the two of them get on brilliantly and actually seem to fall in love. Isn't that a nice coincidence? However, Celestia had a father, and Julia became obsessed with the idea that Celestia's father was plotting to overthrow them. Oh, dear. So she started taking it out on her daughter-in-law. Yeah. One night, Julia rushed the young wife out of the palace, literally chased her out, screaming at her oh. that her father was plotting against them. Celeste's father, perhaps in an attempt to save her daughter, or maybe he really was trying to overthrow the royal yeah. family, goes to the Praetorian Guards and says, help, if the crazy Augusta is trying to kill my daughter. I need
0: help. Okay, this could go one of two ways. Yeah, what do you think? Either they just kill him and kill the daughter. Yeah, which causes further problems later on. Or oh. they go okay, we'll help you and they accidentally kill Julian Mamea. Alexander gets dethroned, he has no 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 power base and he he becomes a second ghost. <laughs> um number 1. Ah, almost. Ah. Yes.
1: The father does get killed. Oh. Don't forget, Alpion is in charge of the Praetorians at this point. No support's given. The father's executed for treason. And Alexander's wife, well, you can't kill the Empress. No. No, so they just exile her. Okay. Yeah, to Africa. Who knows what Alexander thought of all this? But I'm guessing he wasn't too pleased. No. No. Remember back to when you were 16? Someone just had given you a 16-year-old who you'd fallen in love with and then took them away. Oh, you'd, you'd, start listen, you'd, you'd
0: become a goth, wouldn't
1: you? You probably <laughs> would. An emo. You an You'd definitely start listening to some fairly alternative music to take out your, definitely. your grievances. Grow his you? hair long. Yeah. Become more ghostly. Next day, just come down and say, "Mom, I'm going to paint the palace black <laughs> to match my mood and then just storm off. Here's a poem, but you're not going to read it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to burn it. Yeah. The audience says this. She did this against Alexander's wishes and in spite of his displeasure. But the emperor was dominated by his mother and obeyed her every
0: command. Aww. So he, he found he had no choice. But the only way he could rebel was then to change his clothing. And yeah, his it's part. the only way he could do it. You know? get a piercing.
1: We know that he was married two more times, but we don't have oh. any details. Um, well, we know the name of one of them, which I won't bother telling you because we don't know any more about them. Neither of these marriages last any time at all produce no children no so we problems. can only assume that something similar happened in the yeah, other two matches as well, well yeah so mother-in-law from hell yes <laughs> right Alex spent most of his time looking after his birds that was his one hobby ornithologist
2: yeah
1: yeah he built aviaries oh. in his palace oh. he looked after his birds yeah he also liked to look into the past of the empire to look for examples of virtue that he could follow did he find anyone? Um, yeah, he collected statues of all the best emperors and then put them up in Nerva's Forum. You know, the rubbish one. Oh,
0: the, on the road halfway through. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: He put lots of statues of people. He doesn't. I couldn't find out what ones oh, he chose. Which we is compared our list to his. Yeah, we could have done, but I couldn't find it, which was a shame. But I'm yeah. guessing it will be the Marx Aurelius, the Antoninus. Augustus. Yeah, yeah all all the classics, Nero. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. All
0: all the obvious ones. Yeah. yeah. But he, you think he ranked them as well? Yeah, like a like these are the these are the crazy oh, ones, these are the fighty ones. Bet he did. Bet he sat in his room.
1: Oh. And he just forced an audience to come in and listen to it. And he sat down with <laughs> a little
0: friend who didn't know anything yeah. and just taught them all about the Romans. That'd be great. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, so he did that. We should do that. Someone definitely do that. Yeah. He
1: also performed his religious rites daily and he collected statues of what he saw as notable people of merit from history and religion, including his namesake, Alexander the Great, Abraham, Apollon... Apala- Apolloninus, and Jesus, who had become a fairly big figure in Rome Ooh, by this point. Yeah, so um, he saw all these people as good examples of virtue to follow.
0: That's nice. Oh, yeah.
1: He also helped little old ladies across the road and uh, fed starving orphans. Aww. Yeah, it's, you could argue there's a little bit of bias towards Alexander in his Maybe <laughs> his Maybe, biography. I'm starting to
0: feel that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, we've got a bit from from Dio not much
0: yeah.
1: and we've got a, quite a bit from Herodian who's not hugely reliable and they both really loved him because the senate loved him so everything is glowing yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: best emperor ever yeah
1: right meanwhile his mother did what she liked to do best which was collect money <laughs> that was her hobby yeah. Herodian says for a time she pretended to be gathering funds to enable Alexander to gratify the Praetorians readily and generously but in truth, she was hoarding it for herself.
0: Money. Money. Kept it in a big swimming pool. Oh, yeah. what a massive under a mattress. Oh, maybe. Just like a big pile of cash. You know, you're quite far back yeah. in a big room, just a big pile of gold at the end, a little tiny bed on the top. and Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what she no did. No one will find it here. Oh, she is
1: actually becoming more and more of a caricature of the dragon, isn't she? <gasps> Smell. Yeah. yeah. Sleeps on gold. Evil mother-in-law. Yeah. Oh. hates hobbits. Yeah, she does, you know. Yeah. So, meanwhile, let's let's pan across the city. Right. And if you looked at the, uh, the 3D map that I'm creating, you can imagine this. Go from the centre to the Praetorian camp. Yes. Yeah? You got that in your head? Good. We've panned over yeah. to the Praetorian camp. <laughs> yeah, I have got a clue, have you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what <a> map? <laughs> so, we're back in the Praetorian camp. Right. They hated their new prefect. They hated Ulpian. Really? With a passion. Is it because he's too... Yes. Yeah. Too, too, too...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They hate. They liked it under the old regime. Elagabalus's appointees had in no way pushed them whatsoever, <laughs> but they were now dead. Ah. And there was Ulpian. Ulpian expected them to actually do things, like drill and
0: guard the emperor. Ah. Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> Do you think during meetings he expected them to keep minutes of the meetings and stuff? Oh. And before the next meeting, he'd go through the minutes of the previous meeting. Oh. oh.
1: You see, whilst doing my research, what I had a lot that? of sympathy for Opium, but now, all of a sudden, this <laughs> <He's>... seems terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> evil. Yeah. The guard were used to lording it over the populace, basically. That, <laughs> yeah. that was their job under Elagabalus, to look shiny and get rich and look down on... Or the scummy peasants. Bullies. Yeah. So much so, this all comes to a head in 227. Civil war
0: hits Rome. (gasps) That sounds like a crisis.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a small civil war. We're not talking the whole of Italy. We are literally talking in Rome here. Okay. The civilians and the Praetorians start fighting each other. It's literally a civil war.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear.
1: Dio says, The great quarrel had arisen between the populace and the Praetorians from some small cause, with the result that they fought together for three days, and many lost their lives on both sides. So for three days,
0: they fought, fighting in the streets. How is that even possible? You get the Praetorian Guard, these trained soldiers with armour and sharp, pointy swords, going stabby, 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 and you get these civilians throwing pots and pans and and plates and going without any armour. That's true. How did I get butchered?
1: Because... The Praetorians... I can't remember the figure off the top of my head. I should have made a note of it. Uh, I'll just edit in a number, a lay date. Are uh, mm hmm Strong? Yeah. I uh, really can't remember a number. Anyway. Not as many. Let's say X strong. Right. The civilians are X times a lot strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like using math. That's yeah. good. Yeah. There are a lot, lot, lot more civilians than there are Praetorians. Okay. That's why. Bigger ratio. Yeah, you yeah, Exactly. Alexander could do nothing. He was powerless. All he could do was sit there and watch as his city just turned into a bloodbath.
0: I didn't want to do this.
1: Now, the soldiers are finally pushed back just by the sheer numbers of the civilians. But in desperation, they set the city alight. So this is systematic burning of the city. The civilians, torn between fighting and saving their property, gave up and ran to try and put out the flames. So the Praetorians kind of win. There's no outright <laughs> winning of this civil war, but it was just the Praetorians flexing their muscles and going, "Look, we can do what we want. Opion, you can't stop us. Alexander, you can't stop us. You best pay attention to us." Opion oh was not best pleased. He frowned. He did frown. You put yeah. on the minutes the next meeting. <laughs> <The laughs> <He> agenda. <did. laughs> right. This first stop... I'm gonna. I know it's not routine, but I'm gonna have to say this straight away before we look at the minutes from last week. <gasps> I'm not best pleased that you burnt the city down, guys.
0: <laughs> Just not on. It's not on. It's not what we expect. That's the opposite of what we're trying to achieve in the Praetorian Guard. So I'm, I'm challenging your negative behaviour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he comes down hard on them. He does. He sent at least four memos. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it perhaps wasn't too sensible coming down hard on them. He actually did some executions. Ooh. Yeah. Messy. The Petroians have a point. They can do what they want and no one can stop them. I can see why Orpian's trying to keep a lid on it, but yeah, it's dangerous. It's definitely dangerous. Shortly after this, in 228, or 227, or, bizarrely, in 223... Which is right at the start of Alexander's reign, but there was I mean, definitely some one. dispute. Yeah. Well, apparently that is now the latest theory that he, this happened in 223. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, but it, it's all very confused. Well, I've written it down. Fine. Let's just say, after they fought... Right. Yeah. Opion was chased from the camp, and he ran to the palace for refuge. Yeah. It's the only place he could think to go. So, he finds his young emperor. Now, this is the, the boy he'd been training, essentially, to be the emperor. Yeah. Alexander would sit and have lessons with this man. They were close. He was a mentor. You get the point? Yeah. Yeah. So he he comes running into the room where Alexander was probably just painting his nails black. (laughs) And starts quickly explaining what's just happened. Within moments, a group of guards burst into the room with their swords drawn. What do you think happens?
0: Young kid, going emo. Feed him to the lions. You think this is it for Alexander? No, 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 for Orpheus. Ah, for Orpian. Orpian. Orpian.
1: Yeah, it is for Orpian, unfortunately. Alexander throws his cloak, his purple cloak, over his advisor and orders that he not be harmed. The Praetorians look at the cloak, maybe have a bit of a conference.
0: What do we do? It's got a cloak. It's got a cloak. It's fine, it's not a shield.
1: Yeah, they they come up with the the fact that a cloak isn't sword-proof, so they just (laughs) run him through anyway. Okay. (laughs) They then look at the emperor... Look back at the blood pooling at all their feet, and they just turn and calmly walk back to camp. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's the emperor with no power. That is an emperor with no power at all. It's not great, is it? Yeah. However, the leader of this group was promoted by Alexander shortly afterwards. Keep him on the side. Sent to Alexandria. Yeah. And then discreetly executed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he didn't completely get away with it. the ringleader. Bit of careful retaliation there. But there was certainly nothing public Alexander could do. So, Alexander was without an advisor. So, he calls for a senator he respected greatly. This man is Dio. Dio! Yes, we finally caught up with his actual life oh. where he's being part of the history instead of recording the history. Oh. He is 72 by this point. Ooh. Yes, he has written his histories at this point or he's pretty much finished it. So all that stuff I've been quoting, he's already written down. He's just come back from Pannonia, and he was there attempting to keep the troops in line. And he'd he been a tough taskmaster, and he'd mm. done a good job there. So Dio comes to Rome, and he's made consul with Alexander, which is nice, isn't it? The yeah. Praetorians, however, heard about Dio's harsh tactics and decided they didn't want the historian in Rome. So they marched on the emperor, and demanded that Dio be executed immediately. Ooh. Oh, dear. Alexander says no. Breathing, I would have been. Yeah. He then, quite swiftly, announces that he's going for a little holiday in his villa <laughs> out in the country, <laughs> and he invites Dio to go along with him. Yeah. So, t- so the two men, very calmly... We'll just get our stuff. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Soon about we the pudding. Running like hell yeah. Walking to the end of the room <laughs> Dio whispering, Don't don't run yet. Don't run yet. Wait till we turn the corner. Don't run. Go, 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 run a <laughs> patter of footprints. Leg it. Just seeing if you scroll stuff to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So they they get out. Now Obviously, wherever the emperor goes, who needs to go with them to guard Praetorian them? The God. Praetorians. So there is a, an attachment of Praetorians that go with them. That's an awkward holiday. Yes, a very awkward holiday. Um, Dio says, I spent a few days in Alexander's company, during which the soldiers saw me, without offering to do me any harm. Then, having asked to be excused because of the ailment of my feet, I set out for home, with the intention of spending the rest of my life in my native land. So he decides to go back to Bithynia, where he does, and he lives out the rest of his life in peace, which is nice. nice. Yeah, with his gouty feet. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Goodbye to Dio, because he does die shortly after that. We've got no more Dio. Dio? Oh. Yeah. But I think he can go and sit next to Suetonius. Yes. In the Colosseum. Yeah. Okay, tangent time. Yes. You ready for this? right, tangent. Yeah. Let's just jump back in time slightly to 550 BCE. Just slightly? Just slightly. Okay. Yeah. The Persian Empire. Hmm. Dun-dun. Comes into being with Cyrus the Great dominating the region. Nice. Nice. Famous leaders such as Darius and Xerxes. Xerxes! Yes, Xerxes. He's in that film. He is in that film. They had to create a large and powerful empire that lasted until Alexander the Great managed to conquer the entire undefeatable empire in just a few years. It's an amazing thing Alexander the Great did. After Alexander the Great dies, his successors take over the area. Until they're driven out by the horsemen from the steppes of Central Asia. These horsemen were called the Parthians. And that's where the Parthian Empire starts. The few horsey men. Yeah. So you had the Persians, yeah. then you had Alexander the Great and his successors, and yep. then the Parthians. Hmm. The Parthians are the empire that have been regularly showing up in this podcast for a while. Yes. And they annoy the Romans, but never really do much harm, do they? It's more like a thorn in the side. Yes, exactly. I have a feeling they're going to get a lot bigger. In 226, the Parthian Empire comes crashing down. Oh, maybe not then. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> no more Parthian Empire. Oh, gosh. It's collapsed. Oh, okay. Yes. Bye. Artabanus. Artabanus was Caracalla's friend, not actually friend. <laughs> Do you remember Caracalla was fighting the Parthian leader? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Artabanus was there ruling right. Parthia when a Persian comes along and takes over. Oh, that is the very short version because we haven't okay. got time to go into it. But yeah, like I said, Persian, there are still people who identify themselves as Persians and they've been swallowed up. Right. So they rise up and take over the Par- Parthian Empire and it's now the Persian Empire again.
0: Ooh. Back, back from the dead. 700 years.
1: Yeah, we don't call it the Persian Empire or, because that gets confusing. So we call it the Sassanid Empire. Right. But I will probably refer to them as Persians as Thank well. You. So Sassanids and Persians are the same. So So that's interesting, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This has a little bit of an effect. Because this new empire was a lot tougher and a lot stricter than the Parthian one. Oh dear. Yeah. Parthian one was a bit sort of relaxed. Hey, let's hang out. Let's do a bit of invading maybe. Whatever. The Persians, they knew what they wanted and they were gonna go and take it. Yeah, Ardashir, the leader of the Persians, ah, yeah, declares that all the lands from the old Persian Empire are rightly his. Okay, yeah, thank <laughs> you, Rome. Not quite. <laughs> someone, someone put, puts their hands up at the back. Probably Jeff Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I really need to learn some Persian <laughs> names off, don't I? Yeah. And points out that quite a lot of that land now belongs to the Roman Empire. And you really don't want to mess around with the Roman Empire. No. They're big. Yeah. To which Ardashir scoffed. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Twiddled his moustache. I bet he had one. And then sets off to claim his land. Fair enough. He invades Roman held Mesopotamia, and Cappadocia. So let's swing back to Rome and see what happens.
0: People are going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my
1: God. (laughs) Alexander, upon hearing the news that the Empire was under attack, decided that he had best find out what's going on.
0: They're being attacked, so I've just told you. (laughs) But
1: how? Exactly how are we being attacked, was his response. This really annoyed the hardliners of the army, who, like you just said... (laughs) We're being attacked. What more do we need to know? Yeah, they wanted to just go and attack. But no emissaries were sent out to the new Persia to explain that the Parthians and the Romans, you know, kind of had a deal. Yeah, you kind of niggle at each other, but no one's really going to actually invade, invade. Come on. The Parthians don't invade. Just, come on, chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Persia should just carry on like the Parthians did. Hmm. Yeah. So Alexander, in a note... Says to Ardashir, let him not deluded by vain hopes stir up a great
0: war, but rather let each of them be content with what they already had. <laughs> He's like, We have nothing. <laughs> you have everything. We want that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he also reminded Ardashir of Romans such as Augustus, Trajan, Severus, <laughs> all our enemies. <laughs> All the ones that have gone over and destroyed the Parthians. He also mentioned Verus, which I imagine some people went, you might want to leave Verus off, he really didn't do much. He's nothing. Yeah.
0: He didn't score well in a podcast, I heard.
1: No, he didn't. So, word comes back, after a few weeks, that um, Parthia is dead, and Alexander could try and stop them if he thought he was hard enough. Oh, I like that.
0: Come on if you think you're hard
1: enough. That's not a direct quote, but I'm (laughs) paraphrasing that. I like the paraphrase. (laughs) Yeah. It was, we're not Parthia. We're not going to act like Parthia. We're going to take your land. What are you going to do? You boy emperor, you. Yeah. Alexander rallies the troops. What else is he going to do? He's got to rally the troops. And he sets off with his mother in tow. Yeah, Dio points out the problems they were facing right. and writes of Ardyshire. Yeah, The danger lies not in the fact that he seems to be of any particular consequence in himself. So Dio didn't write, rate Ardashir that, highly. Okay. But rather in the fact that our armies are in such a state that some of his troops are actually joining him and others are refusing to defend themselves. Oh dear. Yeah, the, the armies are in a bit of a state. Don't forget, if you remember what's happened recently... In the mm. east. Yeah. Macrinus. Yeah. Elicabalus battle. We had Caracalla before that. Running around scattering ashes. It's all got a yeah. bit messy over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Alexander, unlike Verus, wastes no time getting to the east. This is no pleasure cruise for him. He storms over there. He <laughs> stops off at the Danube and the Rhine, picks up a bunch of troops, and gets over to Antioch. Alexander did his best to ingratiate himself with the troops at this point. He ate what they ate. He visited the sick troops. He even issued coins, announcing that the troops were happy and harmonious.
0: (laughs) We're dying!
1: (laughs) Yeah. They clearly weren't. There were definitely rumbles in the legions still. The legions are still not happy. Mm. So he just hopes that if he gives lots of coins out saying everyone's happy... Just Don't imagine <laughs> a bunch of soldiers sitting around a campfire, and one of them's just playing with one of the coins in between his fingers, and then yeah. happens to look at it, and go, "Oh, that says on this coin, we're all happy." Hey, hey, and they all party. A few party poppers go off. Yeah, yeah. So every, everyone was happy, sort of. The men did seem to be warming to him slightly, to give him some He's credit. Trying hard, he is yeah. trying really hard here, but not to his mother at all. Mm. Troops couldn't help but notice she was sitting in her lavish tent, still doing what she does best, which is collect money for herself. So the army arrive at Antioch, and they settle there for a while. <laughs> Alexander decides to send more
0: emissaries. Oh, good.
1: Yeah, because now he's in Antioch. He, let's, let's just make sure he actually oh, has not done this by mistake. Maybe you made a mistake.
0: Yeah, when you need a volunteer. Jeff.
1: <laughs> what? Take this letter. Yeah. So Jeff goes off to sue for peace. This sends mutterings throughout the legions. Why have they all been dragged halfway across the known world if they're not going to have to fight? Yeah. Yes. They're not too pleased. Ardeshir sends a response. This time, it's 400 Persian nobles dressed up in golden jewels. Ooh. They arrive in Antioch. They parade through the city. They get in front of Alexander, and then the leader of this group commands Alexander to depart from their land. Oh, Yeah. They're a bit different to the Parthians. They're, they are a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Alexander, for the first time, seems to actually get a little bit annoyed by this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oi. Oi. Yeah. Hang on.
1: That's just not on. They've got gold armour. Stab them. He doesn't stab them. No. He arrests them. He realises that, that killing emissaries is, is a little bit too far. It's kind mm. of a unwritten international rule at the time. Like so Jeff made now. it back. Jeff made it back. Yeah. Jeff had to show these four hundred people where to go. <laughs> yeah, that's why it took them so long to get back. <laughs> <laughs> Six God, and a half months. Sure, sure it's this way. <laughs> 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 these four hundred really annoyed-looking <laughs> Persians behind him. Come on. <laughs> he arrests the Persians, and then he sets about preparing for war. More details in Fintius Maximus. Ooh. But the war is essentially a draw. The Romans were able to come away claiming victory because they were being invaded, or they were about to be invaded, and they ended up losing no land. So this was enough to convince the Senate and the general population it was a victory. Defended! But as I'll go into more detail in Phytius Maximus, it's a bit more complicated than that, and the army had become very dissatisfied by this point. Things that happened in this war, they hated. They felt that opportunities were missed in the war, and that men had needlessly died, and generally the command had been awful. The Danube and the Rhine legions grumbled all the way back home, (laughs) and it didn't help that disease had spread through the army, so lots of them were still dying. Plague again. Yeah. So Danube and Rhine legions really miffed. Let's go as far to say miffed (laughs) at this point.
0: Ooh, members, family friendly.
1: Yeah. Then news comes through that the Germanic tribes are overrunning... Guess where? Germany. The Rhine and the Danube region. Oh dear. Yeah. They saw that all these troops had been removed, and now those areas were being overrun. Now, we had a message from James O'Brien, one of our listeners, um, discussing the makeup of the Roman legions at this yes. point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did see that, yes. Yeah. It's something um, I've obviously not mentioned. I must have just slipped. My notes, but by this point, the Roman legions are not made up of Romans at all, not even Italians. They're made up from people from that region. Yeah. So the Rhine and the Danube legions are made up from people who live and have always lived and identify with the Rhine and the Danube. Oh dear. So all their family live there. That is their homeland. Oh,
0: dear.
1: And it's now being torn apart from these Germanic tribes because they had to go all the way to a desert somewhere just so they could die of the lurgy. <laughs> Let's go from beyond Mift to... Peeved. Peeved, yeah. I don't know, is peeved beyond Mift? I don't know. Very, very peeved. Very, very. <laughs> yes. we scale. Yeah, we do. Let's go to very peeved. Right. In 233, they arrive back in Rome... And Alexander has a triumph. He walked in front of his chariot, which was pulled by four elephants. Would you walk in front of four elephants? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I bet he was quite nervous walking
0: along. What if they bolted? Yeah, exactly. It's got so by
1: something. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost walking in front of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so lots of celebration, lots of festivals, lots of games. Everyone in Rome really happy. The senators yeah. were really happy. The army just watching from the sidelines, grinding their teeth.
0: Really peeved.
1: Really peeved, yeah. So, after the triumph, it was time to go and deal with the problems. Up north. For the first time in a long time, these Germanic tribes are finally causing trouble again. Remember, ages ago, when I said, Commodus gets a lot of stick for just abandoning Marcus Aurelius' war? Yes. But to be fair... It was a long time until they kicked up trouble again. Yeah, he says, like, 70 years or something. Yeah, well, this is now it. This Ooh! is when they start kicking up trouble wow. again. So all that time, time went trouble. by. Yeah. And Commodus's peace treaty worked for all that time. Well done, so... Commodus. Well done, Commodus. Grand Emperor. Well done. Good. All round good egg. Yeah. So they start causing trouble. He sent off for reinforcements from the east and sets off north. One man who goes with him is Gaius Julius Verus Maximinus. I want to make a note of his name. Okay. Just call him Maximinus. Can ignore the other names. And uh Do you want to put a circle around it. Put a circle around it. Crown. Um, just put the word
0: Thrax. Thrax. Just put that. Sounds painful. Does, doesn't it? Oh, got a bad case of Thrax. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it means Thracian.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So he goes with him. Uh, he was a tribune in charge of training the troops. Alexander respected the man and was really glad he was there to help out. <laughs> Could you see where this is going to
0: go? <laughs> going to kill him, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Once arriving in the region, Alexander set out preparations for... Emissary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> After a couple of
0: small skirmishes, he then sends out emissaries. You can see why, though, because all the emperors he liked, some of them did that kind of thing. Exactly. Political manoeuvring rather than stabby, stabby. Yes, definitely. This isn't necessarily cowardness. It's not.
1: No, it makes sense. Rather than have your people die, just find out what they want. Yeah. See if you can do a deal with Talking them. Talking saves lives. Yeah. So he sent word to the Germanic tribes that he would pay them to stop. Okay. You could imagine what the troops' reaction Ooh. was to this, though. Not, this isn't just the honour of Rome is being destroyed. This is, you're going to give money to the men that murdered my children and raped my wife. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable why the army were not happy. But
0: they don't see the bigger picture. It is a bigger
1: picture thing, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. That's the obvious coming out there, I <laughs> <Orpian. laughs> Yeah. Right. So troops were outraged. They had been under command of what they seen as a complete coward for too long. And it didn't help that there was another rumour being spread that Julia was the one telling the Emperor what to do. And also, how much or how little to pay the troops. And there was even a suggestion going around that Julia was suggesting to her son that he should cut the soldiers' pay. That's probably not true, but that's what they believed at the time. Oh dear. Being led by a child slash coward was bad enough, but being led by a coward who was being controlled by a woman yeah. seemed even worse to them. Mm. Yeah. In March two three five, the troops held a meeting. <laughs> what do you think was
0: top of the agenda? <laughs> Let's just check the minutes from last meeting. Right, gone through them. Right, <laughs> item number one: kill the emperor. <laughs> uh, number two: state of the latrines. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, <laughs> somebody keeps putting forks in the spoon drawer. <laughs> Can't have that, guys.
1: Come on. Yeah, come on. We need some order here. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're, right. Number one was, what should we do about the emperor? So they spontaneously <laughs> declare a new emperor. Guess who it is? Um, <laughs> Was it Maximus Thrax? Maximinus Thrax. Oh. Maximinus Thrax. Oh, I'll just use that next week. Yeah. Oh. No, you're giving away the, only the voices now. No one knew before <laughs> oh, that. that's a good point. Yeah. They declare that Maximinus, or Maximin, as he's sometimes known, no. should be the emperor. I prefer Maximinus. Yeah. Yeah. Or just Thrax. Or just Thrax. That's a yeah.
0: great name. That's, that's my new favourite name.
1: Is it? <laughs> it's
0: better than Pertinax. Yeah.
1: Alex, not far away, just down the road, in a tent... Yeah. <laughs> finds out what's going on. And I will now just quote Herodian to finish <laughs> off. Okay. When these developments were reported, Alexander, panic-stricken by the incredible nature of the message, was in complete confusion. Bursting from the imperial headquarters as if possessed, weeping and trembling, he denounced Maximinus for his disloyalty and ingratitude, and listed all the favours he had done to the man. He castigated the recruits for their recklessness and promised to give them everything they asked and set straight anything that displeased them. The soldiers guarding the emperor on that day cheered his words. Forming an escort, they promised to defend him to the death. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're we definitely defending. Yeah,
0: come on, let's go. Why don't out. you just go
1: into that that tent there? Yeah, I'll stand outside. <laughs> don't worry. No one will come in and save you. When night had passed, men came at dawn to report that Maximinus was approaching. They said a cloud of dust could be seen at the distance, and the shouting of a huge throng was audible. Then Alexander came again to the drill field, summoned his troops and begged them to fight for the life of a man whom they had reared and under whose rule they had lived well. After this effort to move the soldiers for compassion, Alexander ordered them to take up arms and go forth to battle. Oh, you ready for the big battle scene? It <sighs> turning around. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to begin with, it did look like a battle was going to happen. <laughs> I bet I bet they will worked it out beforehand. It's like, you do this, he'll say this, we'll pretend to get ready. Yeah, yeah go on. Yeah. Alexander's men weren't really fully prepared to die for him. Like.
1: <laughs> Maximinus comes along and tells them, look, if you desert this miserly woman and come over to me, the man who's been training you guys for years, then I'll forgive the fact you've spent a night saying you'll defend the emperor. So... They're convinced and they all desert, no bloodshed whatsoever. Okay. So, back to the quote. Trembling with fear, Alexander was scarcely able to retire to his quarters. Clinging to his mother, and, as they say, complaining and lamenting that she was to blame for his death, he oh. awaited his executioner. Oh. When these men came to the Emperor's quarters, they rushed in and killed him with his mother. The last of the Severans are dead.
0: And we officially enter the crisis. Do you think when he got stabbed, it's like knife blade, it's like, ha ha, it can't hurt me, I'm a ghost! <laughs> oh, no I'm not. Ugh. Look, the blades pass right
1: through me! Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> it
0: seems to stabbing himself <laughs> yes. yes, they do, don't they? <laughs> they go yeah. right, right through you. Oh, all that ectoplasm on the floor. <laughs> Oh, hang on! Oh, <laughs> get a bit woozy. Hang on, <laughs> I have a sit down. Yeah. So there you go. That that's
1: the life of Alexander.
0: I feel a bit sorry
1: for him, to be honest. It's a, it really is a shame. He's sounded quite it? a nice guy. Yeah. The wrong time to be the emperor.
0: Yeah. Wrong time to be a nice guy. Yeah. You need to have a name like Thrax. So... Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm not saying that name in any other way. No. That that will be that. Needs full drama. Or next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for next week. Anyway, let's finish this. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Come on. us Maximus. Okay, Persia.
1: Let's go into this fight that annoyed the troops so much. <gasps> there is a map on our Facebook, WordPress, and uh, Twitter. I've already put it up on Twitter. You did? So you should see on the map... Yep. We've got the Roman Empire. Yes, in red. We've got Armenia, as in per usual. In green, yep. And we've got... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Parthian Empire then scrubbed out roughly with Persian written on top. Yes, the Persian Empire is now there. Yes, it says Ardashir was Oh, yes, does. I mean. yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, we've got the Persian Empire there. I thought about changing the colour from yellow, but I like that yellow. Yeah, yeah so. that's funny. Yeah, it's still a yellow colour on the map. Right, OK, the plan was to attack Persia from three directions at once. Right. right. And they would overwhelm Ardyshire. So one army was going to attack from the north. They were going to go through Armenia, which was currently friendly due to the fact that the king of Armenia was a relative of the Parthian king. Right. So Armenia is very much Parthian still, so they hate the Persians. (laughs) So they like the Romans. That's how they're sitting at the moment. So they wave the Romans through happily. So that's the Northern Army. We're going to call them the Northern Army. And they are the purple arrow on the map. Yes, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. The second army, which we'll call the Southern Army, right, would attack from the east. No, the south. <laughs> that's why it's the So going from
0: Antioch through Syria. Yeah. Then entering. These are all very rough routes because we yeah. have very little details.
1: But essentially, try and head towards where the Tigris and the Euphrates meet. So you're heading towards Tessaphon there.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And then the third army, led by Alexander himself, would go right through the middle and just charge at Ardishus straight on. Yes. Um, yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> right. Cool. you guys are the suicide squad. Why are we called this? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the idea is you've got these northern and southern armies distracting the main force of the Persians. Yeah. So the main Roman army could go in and defeat the Persians. But a classic pincer movement. Yeah. With an added middle prong, yeah Ooh. yeah, pins are squared, yes, yeah, so that's that's the plan. Let's see how it goes. It appears that Ardashir was a bit quicker than the Romans thought he would be. Ardashir was not able to halt the northern army's progress, but he did slow them down a lot, so he wheeled up to the north, managed to slow down the northern armies enough so they weren't able to completely overrun the region. Okay. Then he very quickly turns south and rushes down towards the southern army. I can see, yes yeah. to Ctesiphon. Now, the southern army were not expecting to be attacked. No. Because they, the northern army had gone in first, they figured the Persians would go up there to deal with it, and the main army would be being dealt with by the middle prong, right, led by Alexander. Yeah. So the southern army Especially on their left flank, thought they were well defended. They were checking on their right, making sure that they didn't walk into anything. But to their left, they're covered. You've got Alexander's men there. It will be yeah. fine, piece of cake. However, oh. the Southern Army wake up one day and
0: see a whole bunch of Persians to their left. Oh, oh hi, <laughs> oh hi, oh is this, is this Persia? Sorry, I didn't see the signs. No,
1: I thought we were in uh, Egypt. That's deserty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill me. I have a family. Yeah. But where was Alexander? Well, on the map it says, Alexander in no rush.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's hard to tell what happens, but what we do know is he was very, very slow to get into Persia. So you've got the northern troops have gone all the way into Persia, through Armenia. The southern ones have made some good progress. Alexander was still basically near Antioch. He was bird watching, wasn't he? Probably birdwatcher.
0: Whole army behind him, pair of s- Stop! binoculars. Stop! Right. Shh, shh, get down. Look, a lesser-spotted singer bird. <laughs> <laughs> look at his... Oh, lovely plumage. Have a look. Have a look.
1: Entire army squatting. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> going
0: on? Shh. <laughs> it's a protected species. We can't <laughs> disturb it. We have to go around.
1: Yeah. Some of the sources say that he thought the Northern and the Southern armies were doing so well, he didn't actually need to bother going into Persia. That's one theory. The other theory is that he was just too scared. A third theory is that his mother was too scared of losing her son, so she stopped him from going in. Some suggest that he just wasn't experienced enough and he was just a bit slow. <laughs> right. Herodian firmly blames Julia, however. Who? and I'll quote, "'She blocked his efforts at Courage by persuading him "'he should let others risk their lives for him, "'but that he should not personally fight a battle. "'It was this reluctance... Of his, which led to the destruction of the sovereign Roman army, the king attacked it unexpectedly with his entire force and trapped the Romans like a fish in a net, firing their arrows from all sides at the encircled soldiers. The Persians massacred the whole army. the outnumbered Romans were unable to stem the attack of the Persian horde; they used their shields to protect those parts of their bodies exposed to the Persian arrows. As a result, all the Romans were driven into one spot, where they made a wall of their shields and fought like an army under siege. Hit and wounded from every side, they held out bravely as long as they could, but in the end, all were killed. Aww. The Romans suffered a staggering disaster. That's a bit sad. So, an army completely wiped out. Wow. Just because Alexander was dragging his feet. Can you start to see why the troops aren't too happy with him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. His delay caused many, many deaths. In fact, pretty much the entire army gets wiped out in the southern army. But at the same time, all of their comrades, brothers in arms in Alexander's army, mm. are standing around doing nothing. And they want to fight. Yeah. But they're not allowed to go and save their brothers. So they're not best pleased. That's that's not going to win you points in this round, is no. it? No. This is just before they receive news that their families are being killed by the Germanic
0: tribes. Oh yeah. Got a black envelopes that day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to tell you, your wife, your children have been killed. Everything you've ever known is gone. Yeah. However, your dog has survived. Lots lots of love. <laughs> Leader of Gaul. P.S. Sorry, your dog didn't survive. <laughs> just
1: wanted to try and cheer you up. (laughs) Fido's gone. Yeah, so you might be wondering at this point, well, how on earth did this end up a draw? And the Persians are clearly winning. Yeah. Yeah, Ardashir and his army are not made up from professional soldiers. These are farmers. These are people who need to get home to tend to their crops it's a part time army so it they starts to hit some struggle also he's only just taken over the empire there's a lot of internal struggle going on that we just don't have time to get into Yeah. so he has to d- disband his army and return back to the capital to try and consolidate his power lucky break for Alexander because if that hadn't happened there was a good chance the Persians would have just won oh dear So yes, it was a draw, and yes, the Romans could claim victory because they didn't lose any land. But it certainly wasn't because of the Romans, and the army knew that. So that's why during the triumph they were stood around gnashing their teeth.
0: Oh dear! So that's his fightiest, Maximus. It's hard to tell if he was just being scared, or he, or well, what the reason was. It's there's nothing definitive, is there?
1: No, according to one source, he does actually lead a charge against Aldershire, and attempts to save the southern army. How far away is Aldershire, though?
0: <laughs> Four hundred miles away.
1: Charge! Aldershire is roughly north northeast. I'm gonna run that way for ten minutes. <laughs> if I don't see him, we win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard he he technically kind of wins a back, uh, a war and he gets a triumph nah it's, I'm not, buying it's, that. it's not it's not good is he, it he didn't win anything
0: he just defended he, he stopped de- advancing. he succeeded in defending well, yeah but they had invaded they went into persia that was already taken back yeah that's a good point i i'm uh mm, one yeah, I'm gonna go for
1: one. It's, go it's not good, is it? So It's two for fightiest maximus. Approbium okay, we have a break... We have a breakdown of his daily routine. Ooh! Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. don't know how accurate it is, but just to get a sense of what he was like. <laughs> Seven o'clock, ride dragon. <laughs> Seven o'clock, practice floating. <laughs> He woke up early, and then he walked and he fished. And he spent the rest of the morning working with Ulpians. This is back when Ulpian was alive. So he'd meet senators, businessmen, ambassadors from foreign lands. Uh, Apparently he was always calm in these meetings and very polite. Hmm. He would always invite people to sit down when they were discussing things. Something Elagabalus would never do. They had to stand in the presence of the Empire unless they were on the floor grovelling. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, if there was time, he'd study... In the morning as well. Or maybe he would take part in sports, such as wrestling or running. And then uh, he'd have a bath and a simple lunch. Then he'd go back to work with Ulpian in the afternoon, addressing all the written correspondence. So it was meeting people in the morning, all the written stuff in the afternoon. In the evening, he'd then go and visit the atries and he'd watch his bird. (laughs) <laughs> he had once <laughs> sorry I missed <laughs> <said> that <laughs> just go and watch The Bird <laughs> yeah no The Birds he had yeah or he'd play with his poppy
0: oh. or his baby pig oh he had a piglet and a puppy
1: Yeah. Again, this is where you want to say it. And he helped orphans cross the road. And he he was just so perfect. Apparently, sometimes he'd go and visit six senators.
0: Oh. Oh, how nice. He wept at the sound of a laughing child. Yes. That kind of thing. (laughs) Yes, he did. He He wrote wrote poetry. Apparently,
1: he was literally the perfect teenager. (laughs) Bearing in mind
0: he's a teenager at this point. Yeah. He probably went out to the bird and started pulling its feathers off, really. Yeah. (laughs) Or just muttering to it, Mom doesn't understand me. She doesn't get me, birdie. She doesn't get me.
1: I wanted to paint my room silver (laughs) with black stars. She said I'd grow out of it, it's just a phase, but it's who I am. She doesn't get me. Here's my poem. (laughs) That was my poem.
0: (laughs) Just thinking, that was crap. Oh God! Here we go again. Right, really, it's saying tweet. That's the translation, isn't it? Tweet. <laughs> Save me.
1: <laughs> Kill me now. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's that's kind of his day. So let's let's go to bad crazy. He could sometimes be slightly harsh on people. <laughs> slightly harsh. I mean that in a genuine sense. You you can judge at the end, right? This is pretty much a story of what happened to one man. There was a practice that occurred regularly under Elagabalus, and it was called selling smoke. This is not a literal thing, this is a, a figurative thing. Right. Selling smoke. Okay. Right. What this is, is people close to Elagabalus would charge people to have a word in the emperor's ear. Yeah. 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 So Heracles, if you remember him, he was yes. particularly fond of doing this. Pay for the time. Yeah. So give me some money, and I'll go and tell the emperor that it would be a really good idea if that road got built. Yeah, right. That I mean, kind of thing. The reason why it was called Saling Smoke was because the man saying he'd have a word with the Emperor was often overstating their influence and would never bother actually talking to the Emperor. Fair enough. Yeah. So they were just getting money and actually doing nothing. Right. Now, the practice of Saling Smoke had died with Elagabalus. Or so the Emperor thought. Oh, dear. Yes. One of his most trusted advisors... Terranus was selling smoke like there was no tomorrow. Like there was a smoke shortage. (laughs) high price smoke. Yes. Premium smoke. (laughs) Yes, good quality smoke. He told anyone who would listen that next to Ulpian, he was the most influential man in the Empire. He earned some money by blackmailing people, so he'd go up to them and he'd say things like, ''I know you are committing treason.'' Oh. And the person would go, what? No, I'm not. And then he'd say, well, I could just tell the Emperor that Ooh. you are, so uh, pay up and I won't do that. Yeah. Ooh, he's Nas- a bad man. Nasty man. Nasty man. But that was just one way he got money. His right. main way of getting money was selling smoke. So yeah. he would tell people that he'd had a word with the Emperor. Sometimes he might, sometimes he wouldn't, but he'd get the money either way. Ooh. Yeah. Eventually, someone approached the Emperor and... The young man was shocked, but instead of denying that his trusted advisor, because he was a really trusted advisor, so instead of going into denial, he decided to set up a sting operation. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. Someone approached Terenus the next day and asked for Terenus to have a word with the Emperor about something. Unfortunately, we don't know what, so we can make something up.
0: Roads are too wide.
1: I think roads are too tall. (laughs) <laughs> like it? <laughs> yeah, the road <laughs> bigger curb, <laughs> damn it. The roads too tall. They need to be shorter. <laughs> so someone came up to Tarinus and went. The roads really need to be shorter, Tarinus. Could you have a word with the emperor? Tarinus said, "Oh yeah, of course. Pay me some money." So he was paid a lot of money. When the emperor next saw Tarinus, Tarinus said nothing, nothing at all. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so any
0: messages?
1: <laughs> any, any, me? any. Oh, I saw a road the other day, Torinus. <sighs> I did. A road. road. Anything you want to say about a nice, road? tall road. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> says nothing at all. Then the next day, Alexander declares that all roads need to be shortened slightly. Ooh. Yeah. Torinus then goes back to the original man and demands the rest of the payment, saying, I spoke to the emperor. Ooh! He, he put it into... Practice. So and there you mate. go. You've got your short roads now. So uh, give me, give me the money. At this point, the troops rush in and he's arrested on the spot. I like yes. That. I like that. Yeah. Alexander was part of the trial, but he didn't judge over it. He just appeared as a witness oh, and, wow. <laughs> and said what his part in it was. Yeah. Tarinas was was. Tied to a stake.
0: Yeah. What, like a meat or a actual wooden
1: hole, <laughs> <bowl? laughs> just, just on his forearm, slapped on. <laughs> tied. No. So you've learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> wood- wooden stake. And I put in a room with Mr. Stabby. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he was tied to a wooden stake. Um, either in the forum or just in the marketplace. It was, I couldn't quite work it out. Under him was fresh, wet wood. So not dry wood that you'd usually put under it was nice green wood now as you probably know from your days of arson yeah that you want nice dry wood if you want flames if you use damp wood what do you get steam and smoke smoke oh yes. poetic poetic it was set alight and smoke billowed out Tarina's choked to death As the crowd chanted, let the man who sold smoke be punished
0: by smoke. I I can't believe the crowd were chanting that. Don't forget, it's in Latin. I'm guessing it was snappier. Yeah. Ete smokus! (laughs)
1: Smokus (laughs) completus!
0: So. Focus maximize.
1: <laughs> Sounds like Harry Potter spells. It really does. <laughs> so do our rounds. Yeah. In fact, if you type into Talus Rankium into Google, Harry Potter stuff quite often comes up. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's that story. It doesn't. It's not really crazy. That's but, clever uh, though. I love that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's that's all I've got really. That's not crazy. It's clever. I like it. Yeah, uh, that that is clever. It's zero. Not, he's not crazy, is he? No. He seems like a well-rounded individual.
2: Yeah,
0: might give him a one for the birds and the, the ghost thing, but mm-hmm. but no, I, I, zero, yeah. I can't give him more than that. So anything person. I
1: can give it to him for... No, I really can't. I think it's zero. That is zero for a program crazy. Successus, Successus. Ultimus. He was well-liked by the Senate. Yes, he gave him power. Mm. Each emperor had the right to have a message passed on to the Senate. Without him attending, so if he was away waging war, he could still have something read in the Senate that had to be acted upon. No, that's good, yeah. And every emperor had this. So yeah, it's just something they did. However, and I don't know where it, when it came into practice, but possibly Augustus right at the start, the Senate could decide how many messages could be passed in each Senate meeting. Oh, okay. So most emperors only could have one message read at the start of each Senate me- meeting. Right. Some really well-liked ones would have two or three messages read at the start. Okay. Marcus Aurelius had five. Oh, he was loved, wasn't he? He was well-loved. Alexander is the only other emperor who also had five. Ooh. Yes. That's
0: good. Yeah,
1: so the Senate really liked him. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, you could easily put forth the argument that the crisis of the third century actually started a lot earlier. So he slowed it down? Possibly. (sighs) See, I wouldn't argue that. He may be slightly, slightly, a slight dip. But the reason why we have this arbitrary line, and it really is an arbitrary line, at the end of Alexander is the start of the crisis, is he's the last semi-decent emperor for a long time. Okay. Because from Thrax, he's just a soldier. Yes, exactly. He's a Yeah, that's one of the other distinctions. You've got this soldier-emperors from now on for a while. Mm. But... If you took Alexander out of the list, yeah. pretend he didn't exist, right. then after Severus, you've got Caracalla, you've got Domitian, hmm. you've got Macrinus, you've got Elagabalus. Oh, Yeah. Also, you could even argue, put Severus back in, and I mean, he wasn't that great, and go back to Commodus. You could start arguing that we should start
0: saying the crisis hit back then. So I don't know what the crisis is yet, so it's hard for me to judge on that. Uh, we gonna yeah, have this conversation tomorrow. Uh, next episode. Next episode,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I know what you mean. It's... Well, you'll have an understanding of the crisis in about six months when we get to the end of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the main point being, it was a semi-decent reign surrounded by awful ones. OK, other good things about Alexander. He was clearly conscientious, and uh, a lot of sensible laws were put in place and crazy ones repealed. That's good, yeah. He gave donations of grain and money to the people. Good. Not as much as others before him, but it was a sensible amount that was actually sustainable. So the people didn't go, oh, this is great, we're getting lots, but it was actually a sensible amount to give them because it meant the mm. government could keep doing it indefinitely. Yeah. He lowered taxes, and he encouraged trade and economic Growth. A lot of the laws, which were a bit too boring to go into, to be honest, were all around um, building up trade and growth of the economy. There was a big push of trying to get the economy back up on its feet. That's as good. Bad. He wasn't that good. Yeah. (laughs) All the good things I just mentioned, let's face it, it's Ulpian, it's his mother, or it's the Council of the Sixteen.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's face it, he's a teenager who says okay and signs things. And also, what lasting legacy does he have? Now, I did just say, if you imagined he wasn't there, you could argue that the crisis has actually been going on for a while now. Yeah. But the fact is it's very easy to imagine him not being there proves that he has no lasting impact on the trends of That's
0: Rome. true. So? He didn't do anything. He, he, he just made the army more annoyed, in a way. Yeah. He exacerbated that situation he did I mean you get the impression
1: Rome itself was turning a corner it was starting to get better but was it
0: him I think he did a lot of stabilising he had a lot of stabilising influence didn't he but yeah I I think we should should give him some credit because good stuff was done under his rule I'm thinking like a three or a four yeah I'm going to go for three Okay, I'll go for four because I'm more impressed with like the laws the tax of growth um, the grain and the money you know he he did a lot of things that, although he was influenced to do that was done in his name Yes. So he was the emperor that yeah. did that. I'll give you that. Okay. Image of Okay, what 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 are you thinking? Image. Um young, innocent looking. Yeah. A bit weedy. Yeah. Like me if I didn't have a beard or long hair. <laughs>
1: okay. How freaked out would you be if it was just a statue of you? <laughs> oh
0: that'd be very really weird.
1: Okay. I've got two. One I'm guessing is from the start of his reign and one is towards the end of his reign.
0: <laughs> One's looking really stressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One's looking dead. <laughs> Just a headless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, there's your drawing, so you are uh, wide eyes. Quite happy. A bird on the shoulder.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, should been more depressed looking, shouldn't I? Got for quite long hair. Give for the goth hair look. Oh <laughs> right, okay.
1: Okay,
0: let's see how close you are. There you go. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Good reaction. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first one is like a marble bust. <laughs> um, short, very short hair, very, very short hair. No, no beard. You say no beard, but if you really zoom in oh, on yeah. the picture, oh, you can oh, yeah. see
1: that he has an ever so slight mustache. Oh, he does. Yes, oh, but right. unlike Elagabalus, he's also got
0: slight sort of bomb fluff. Yeah. On, on his chin. Look how far his eyebrows come. They come onto his nose. Oh yeah, that's some, that's weird, some eyebrows. weird eyebrows.
1: Yeah. And his nose has been glued back on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whereas the second one is a bronze
1: one. I'm not sure if we've had a bronze. No, not yet. On, have we? <laughs> so this there's an obvious difference here. He's got a beard. Yes. He's started to grow his beard. And you can tell he's started to grow his beard. You can. It's a bit patchy in places. It's definitely a very patchy young Young man's beard. He's got
0: of monkish hair as well, so it's like, like near his temples, it's not very much. Yeah, very matching.
1: short hair. Very on top. He's very young looking. Yeah. He looks like i imagine, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does look like, but I, I'm very biased because I see what they look like before I start researching, that's so that's the image of him that I have in my head. So, um, I don't know,
0: what, what do you think? He's, as I, he's kind of as I expected. I mean, I did the long hair for... For jokey purposes, but well, he doesn't look like an emperor. No, oh god, no. So he's not scoring there. No,
1: he does look like what you'd expect him to look like, but five. It's not. It's not a good thing. That he looks no. like what I expect him to look like. Um, four. I'm not even that impressed. I'm going for three. I'm going for four. Okay, okay, so that is seven. But through the spreadsheet, that gives him a score of 1.75. Temple Temple. I think I was a bit vaguer on the dates this week, so uh, you might struggle to get this one. Stop looking at your notes. <laughs> 20 years. Really? 20 years? No, it wasn't quite that far. It's 11th oh. of March, 222. Two, two. Oh, it was 208. That was when he was born. Oh, okay.
0: I yeah. might explain it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, 222, he became the emperor, to the 18th of March, 235. Okay. That so, is almost bang on
0: 13 years. Oh, that's longer than I was expecting. It's actually. not a bad length. It's the best we've had for a while. In my head, I was honestly thinking six years. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's
1: the best since Severus, and that gives him a score of 1.63 for tempo completo. Oh, he's not doing well, is he? he's not done well <laughs> no. <laughs> because we now have his final score <laughs> he's in the teens club oh. he has 12.38 that's not great it's not great he's definitely down there near the bottom but does this young mediocre in every respect emperor deserve to be titled with Gene César let's find out
0: do they have a certain, certain, certain Genet César? César I think yes <laughs> please explain your thoughts okay devil's advocate mode okay oh, no. so um, he did some good things he did stabilise the empire at home in good mama. ways we're assuming um, in his name though in his name, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. It's like saying, oh, Nero built the statue. No, he didn't. He paid him to build the statue. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> uh, he's I'd like to think he did it himself,
1: <laughs> Just there, day and night, chipping away at it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of sanding. Um, but from the bottom up. Oh, we so would, wouldn't so, so it's just like ankles start to... Big toe, big toe. Big today. toe. And at the end, it's really top-heavy, and it just snaps... <laughs> He has to start again. Massive head. Oh! It's like when you're building a house of cards. Y- yeah. Yeah. And it just falls apart and you very patiently start again. I yeah. think he was like that, building his colossus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, start again. Oh, well.
0: More marble. <laughs> Chop another mountain up. Let's start again. Um, okay, so, yeah, the Senate loved him. The Senate did love him. You did have a decent, rainy, civilised empire, like I said. I'm just reading through the successor's ultimatum here. Yeah, um, yes, you are. He's very conscientious. Yeah, you are now just listing successor's He, on he gave grain and money to the people, <laughs> stop, but stop, it was a sustainable stop. amount. Stop. And that's important because the people at home lived. Right. Um, he, he he lowered taxes, but he also improved uh, the trade and uh, the economic yeah, we, growth of. Is that Genet Cesar? Oh, of course not, no. No, it's not. So no, stop, stop desperately trying to get something. <laughs>
1: No, no, I think we can safely say he... Very mediocre, isn't he? I I would say subpar. Subpar, yeah. Uh, definitely a no uh, for Genesis uh, for this week. Okay, that's three in a row. Oh dear. But if you look on the spreadsheet there, who's next? Maximinus Thrax.
0: Yes. He sounds fun.
1: I'm going to tell you one thing about him just to keep you excited all week. Yay. According to the sources... Yeah. He was eight foot tall. No, he wasn't. Probably wasn't. But he was generally seen as a giant. Oh, Elegar would have loved him. Oh, he would have <laughs> yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. So we have this soldier giant.
0: Oh, that's amazing. For next week. You know how I'm a fan of professional
1: wrestling? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, what's wrong with it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's fine. Because you like it, I work only on eight viewers by not liking it. And, in fact, all those that are now feeling slightly uncomfortable by you mentioning it will now feel really short.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, there's a wrestler called The Big Show who's seven foot tall, so I'm, I'm, I'm imagining someone like that, and he's bald head, beard, goatee, and he's, he's quite big. So that's what I'm picturing.
1: Okay, well, we'll see next week. I'm looking forward to that one. Okay, so before we go, let's thank the Rex Factors ever for their continual support. And the fact that they allow us to copy and plagiarise their format. Oh, they really do. It's, whenever I listen to a new X Factor, I do just go, <laughs> oh, look, we really did just yeah. steal this wholesale, didn't we? <laughs> do, do you think it's getting to the point where you're thinking, they're copying us? I know, it's terrible. Oh. It comes along to battling us. It's like, don't you mean fightiest mass? What, what's wrong with you guys?
0: <laughs> but if, if you're do, if you interested in um, history and certainly British royal family history listens and they're very very good very yeah I mean, if you
1: are listening to us and you've not listened to that you really really should
0: Yeah. Um, I want to thank to Scott Rowland as well um, he's got a load of groups on Facebook that are very very good um, he's at the moment starting a series on the crisis of the third in the third century he's doing a 70 day thing on his Facebook group where every day will be like a certain year within that oh, but a, wow, certain, really? a certain year will last a couple of days because a lot of things yeah. happen so it's going to be 70 days where every day is a different oh that's interesting yeah it looks really interesting it does look
1: interesting yeah check that out so go to his group that's hitting right the right time as well for us isn't
0: it Um, it's uh, Roman Emperor History and he does uh, yeah very good so thank you Scott for all your help as well and support okay please visit
1: our WordPress site so you can see all the images and the maps we've talked about and all the Rankium cards follow us on Twitter if you're not already because we put stuff up Equally Facebook. Facebook as well, yeah, Facebook's good. Yes, thank you to those people who are sending us messages. Um, They're always interesting to read. Keep that up. And And to
0: um, O'Brien as well. Was it James O'Brien? Yeah, thank you to James O'Brien as well for the message. That was uh, Anything like that we really love because it gives us more information and we learn more and then we can share the love.
1: And anything that I say that you go, that's not right, let me know.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) amazed. I'm amazed
1: I've not had any corrections so far. I'm guessing that's... um, well, the kindness of people rather
0: than <laughs> I me mean, managing to be accurate the whole time. I, I, can, give you a, uh, I can give you a correction. Go on. Now. On your map at the bottom, it says yep. Rasher instead of rather.
1: Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I saw it recording.
1: Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I'd say I've gone and change it, but I'm not going to. No, I can't like that. No. Rasher. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nice. So thank you for listening. Um, tune in next week. Not that you tune in. No, what do you do? Download in your own time. Yeah, download in your own time next week. <laughs> or if you're like me, just carry on listening because in a moment we're about to start speaking the next episode again. Yeah. Because I always listen to podcast series in a big binge. Yeah. I generally don't listen to them live. It's the world we live in now. Yeah. So I'm going to be up back on saying hello in a moment. Yeah. So see you in a couple of seconds Goodbye Bye What do you want from me? Much
0: Who are you? Ask who I was Who were you? In life I was your partner Jacob Marley. He's dead. Seven years this night, Ebenezer Scrooge. Why did you come here? I must. It is commanded me. I know not. What? Sh- Hang on. Uh, wh- what is, What? Is that talcum powder? G- no. Ghostly spirits. D- d- Conquest. Con- Where? Uh, Emperor? Stop poking my face. Emperor? What? <coughs> is that what? you? What? You're, you're not... You're not a ghost, Alexander. Yes. yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. At Get Mesa. out of my bedroom. No, no. Get I... out. Go on. Fine. I'll walk through the
1: walls. Look. Get out. No myth for pudding for you tomorrow.
2: Uh
0: huh. Why well, do they hate me? I'm a ghost. Alexander the ghost. Got the blues.
2: I got the blues.
0: Mommy issues, she gets my way. Won't let me by the ride. Neil Von 40s. <laughs> no. Okay, last nice round.